We're back. We're back, dude. Like we, uh, I think it's been two months Just since we recorded. Uh, not 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 by choice, really. Not because we didn't want to. Got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to do it when I'm not around. You know, and and yeah, also just getting busy with. You know, if this was our full time job, this there wouldn't be a two month hiatus, obviously. Yeah, right. <laughs> or if we were making a thousand bucks an episode or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But um, as you know, and let, we could always try it sometime. Hopefully, I never go back to the hospital. But we could try an episode sometime when I'm in the hospital. I could <laughs> zoom can in. A zoom call. I could zoom in and you could zoom. It'd be funny. But uh, yeah, it's been pretty much two months. And I think exactly a month from now, I don't know if you knew this, Taylor, is. When we first did our first episode, December 10th, really? I think, or December 12th of 2019 in our first episode. Damn, I didn't know that. It's almost been a year, dude. That's cool. So we got tons of improvements. I think we've made tons of improvements as far as episode quality, but we're always trying to make small improvements. I think the biggest improvements we've made is the content that we put out, not necessarily the equipment. Hopefully. Or- yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's up for interpretation. I've gotten a lot of negative feedback. The, the knowledge base that the stuff that I have learned via guests on the show and just us doing our own, just nerding out to stuff throughout okay. the last year and bring it to the episodes and even stuff we don't talk about in the episodes. Um, I think that's where, I, for me personally, I, we, I've noticed the most improvement. I don't yeah. know about you. What do you think? Definitely, absolutely. Do you, I remember I posted this a couple of days ago, but I think uh, it's, I agree with it. If you aren't embarrassed by who you were a year ago, then you're not improving enough. I thought that was really mm-hmm. fascinating. That's it. Yeah. And so great. dude, thinking it back to our first episode, it is shit show compared to now. The comfortability, right. the getting used to just having our voice recorded, like it just yeah, takes time, you know? Does. And then the content that we have, the, how specific we get the guests we had, I thought got better and better. And the yeah. rapport between you and the guests and me and the guests got better and better. So, yeah, I don't know. I do think that's important to definitely evaluate. What can we do better? I mean, obviously we can definitely do a lot of things better. There's eventually, always, you know, eventually we'll upgrade studio space and get better mics and a lot of stuff. And but video. And video. There's so much we can do with that. There's infinite possibilities though. That's the I, I see a Patreon in our future as well which would be amazing. Absolutely. Um, and guess, repeat guess, you know, that I, I think in 2021, we could pick a couple of our most popular guests from viewership and stuff. Yeah. And maybe have them come back on and give us a little update to see how much they have improved. Cause I, I agree that. with that dude. If you know, it's, you don't have to improve. It's really hard to improve a ton and all areas of your life, but like a couple spots, like mentally, emotionally, physically, Definitely. Relationship-wise, job-wise, finances. Like, if you're not embarrassed by where you were, then you're not improving enough. And I think that's very accurate, in my opinion. But that's just me. Yeah. So. I think just self-evaluation. I'm definitely in a better space. I I think I'm I'm always in a better space, physically, mentally. I think I'm always getting into a better space. I'm always kind of coming into my own. I think it's great to evaluate. One thing I do need to do more of is more journaling. But I do a lot of just that's save that's changed my life in, in every fucking day. I'm writing in that my so cool. in my daily I mean, journal every day. We can get into the details of that. We we could talk for we could do a little thirty minute episode on journaling and the the style that I do. But yes, I think I don't think I know that would make you improve even more. Right? Yeah, because it everyone's blind has blind spots. But there's less blind spots when you evaluate and write shit down. Yeah. So exactly, especially goals and things you want to accomplish, or maybe not even goals, just where you might see yourself in such and such amount of time. Or but yeah, I'm always keeping mental notes. I keep notes in my phone as well <clears> with that type of stuff. But I do need there, to get back into it. That's writing. great, and I do that just as much as journaling. But yeah. there's something about the pen to paper. Oh, yeah. what it is. It's like that old school intrinsic thing in human DNA. I used to sit out in the gym, <laughs> out at OnTrack, out in the gym back in like 2017, 2018, and just sit there with in a chair with, you know, a box that you do box jumps on. I just put oh, yeah. my notebook I remember. Yeah. and write, just write workouts. I've got notebooks full of workouts. I just write different things, different movements I want to mess with, you know, more Turkish get-ups or whatever so on and so forth but 
I do handwriting is it's so organic and it's so there's something about it. It's it's like we're meant as human beings as we were just it was something we were meant to we were just meant to keep doing consistently. And on the topic of like improving, the one thing I always do in my journal is like it's impossible to learn from your experiences if you don't evaluate like after the fact. Yeah. You know? So at the end of every night, every single night, literally every night before I close my eyes, I'll look back at my day and quit the bullshit and not lie to myself and write literally down what did i do well where can i improve how did i could i respond or react to this a little bit better and that's the thing is like i remember the last time i was in the hospital one of the doctors was uh kind of a douchebag let's be honest <laughs> i'm just gonna be honest <laughs> just kind of a dick and, wow. and and uh the first time he came into my room, I didn't care because I, I don't I can't control him. I, I don't get butt hurt easily. But then he did something with a prescribing something and it caused me a really weird side effect. Mm -hmm. And and I didn't express it verbally to like the nurses in a bad way or the doctors, but like internally, I was like super pissed off. Yeah. But I didn't I, I hit it pretty well. But like even then I wrote down that night, I'm like you know, I, I reacted and wrote down and responded to how I could have handled that better internally because getting pissed off is not going to reverse time and change it, you know, and stuff like that. So anyways, that, that's the one thing I always do no matter what, that everything else in my journal kind of changes day to day, but that's the commonality. Um, anything crazy for the past two months for you, dude? Like abnormal that people might want to hear about? Like there's some obvious things that I can tell you. I know your fitness has gotten better and your knowledge base has gotten better, but anything yeah. you want to add? And I, I'm bragging about you. So gosh, well, anything you want to add like that might surprise people to hear I or a good surprise, but definitely a lot of things happening for me. I'm always trying to improve in lots of different areas of my life or at least <clears> attempt to improve <laughs> in those areas. Um, you know, a lot more group class coaching now mm. on track. That's a big one. It's a big it's change. New. I've been, I like one-on-one -on -one clients. I like personal training and working with clients one-on-one -on -one or virtually, but group clientele is definitely a little bit more of a challenge for me. So I decided to just kind of take that head on. So why, why do you think it's more of a challenge? Um, it's just, it's harder to work with people. I think personally, when you're working with a big group of people, and I think a lot of people would agree. I agree. Uh, especially yeah. if you have, you know, new members, like we have these girls, these two girls and, Bless their hearts. They're great people. They're these young girls and they're in their, I think one of them's like maybe 13. The other one's like 16 and they come to the three 30 PM class and they, you know, they're very new. Like you can tell that they, you know, they don't quite know how to it's a beginner squat level. yet. Yeah. Very yeah. beginner. You know, they're learning how to move their bodies and learning how to, you know, move weight and stuff like that. So, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to allocate time to them and then also allocate time to the class and make sure that everybody's good to go. It's just a challenge. So it's good. Yeah. Cause you um, could have them like a 13 year old beginner and then someone, I'm not going to name any names, but there's plenty of people who I can name who is a very high level functional athlete. <laughs> yeah. Who's very experienced and has done this longer than probably that little girl has been alive. So that's different. That's got to be an interesting dynamic. Totally. Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's a very good point. Cause it's not like there's only beginners that you're, you're not, you're, they're not, they're all, all mixed, which I can imagine can be interesting Yeah. and difficult, but I guarantee you're getting, you're improving. So, right. So that's and, been one of the biggest, I guess, challenges, things is something I'm trying to really improve on. Uh, fitness, I mean, fitness wise, nutrition wise, that's always, I feel like I'm always coming into my own with that. I'm always experimenting with different things and how I feel. I've definitely made some modifications there in the past couple months. I'm always making little changes, lifestyle and optimization. Cause as you know, Jack, I'm like super nerdy over just total human optimization. Dude, you're speaking to a mirror here. Yeah. Right I mean, back at I think it. we both are, but there's lots of things I've done, uh, both things that we've done too. I mean, I've, yeah. Dry sauna every day now, pretty much 20 minutes, almost every day. I take a day off here and there, but almost every day that sweat is so good. We've kind of beaten the sauna to death uh, on the podcast so far, but I just think there's just so many benefits and there's so many benefits in growth, hormone, boosting growth hormone and blood plasma levels and just so many different positive benefits of sweating out you know, toxins. There's so much research coming out in the sauna, the dry sauna, even infrared saunas. 
And you, that's why you see a lot of these high-level athletes using them. And every so I yeah. dry sauna. Every I don't day. think I know it's beneficial for every 100%. human being. It's it's, it's, it's now a fact, and yeah. and and you and I can speak from experience. Um. So yeah, go ahead. Right. So yeah, yeah and especially in the winter time too, and you know in the spring and summer, especially in the Midwest, like you can you can really sweat. I'm not saying you don't have to use the sauna then, but you can really get that sweat going. It's so humid in the spring, humid and super hot, degrees, and yeah. humid in the summer. So you're just sweating bullets all the time, but it's great to get. It's great to get that benefit in the fall and the winter time too. For people so who nice. are listening, a specific thing uh, that you have changed with your nutrition. What's one thing that you've added or taken out? Because you alluded um, to that, and I just want to give them a specific yeah. example. And I'll do the same, but like something liquids or, or food wise, what have you changed? Yeah, so I don't know if I necessarily changed anything. I've just kind of doubled down on a lot of things. Okay. Um, I, for the past, gosh, I think probably like, I'm going on like five months now, I've really dedicated myself to drink a cup of bone broth every morning from Kettle and Fire. Badass. Every morning I do a cup of bone broth, just a small little mug. It's like, just like your more, like you would your morning coffee, but, which is another thing I'll talk about a little bit. I've actually been off coffee now for a couple of weeks. I'm a huge coffee nerd. Like I worked at a coffee shop for a while. <laughs> I'm big into coffee. I love coffee. It's so great, but uh, I think it's great to detox your body from caffeine specifically your you know your uh, CNS and your endocrine systems they need a break your adrenal glands adrenal glands oh my gosh all that stuff it needs a little break from that caffeine jolt every now and then but anyways cup of bone broth every morning has been huge for me and then lately I got a big tub of vital proteins collagen powder and I just dump about a scoop in there so I'm getting about 30 grams of protein from hydrolyzed collagen sources so I'm getting a ton of glycine, which is incredible. It helps balance that methionine that you'll get from like muscle meat and stuff like that. It's incredibly beneficial for your body. So that's a, that's like a that's a staple every morning. It's so nice too. It's like a warm bath for your organs. <laughs> I just drink a nice cup of bone broth in the morning. Um, hydration. I'm still sticking to my hydration. I usually get a few bottles of Mountain Valley every week, and then I'll just refill those with filtered water from the gym. And then I'll add Redmond's, a little bit of Redmond's real salt, just depending on how much I'm sweating that day. And then your Pellegrino, right? Yeah, dude, I like Pellegrino too. I Because I've been drinking that forever. I love Pellegrino. But I didn't know you were into it until like a month ago when you mentioned it to me. So is that new or is that just you haven't said it to me? Uh, it's, how dare you? <laughs> it's kind of new. I've actually always, I've been into Pellegrino for a couple of years. They're, they're an interesting company. So they're out of, uh, I think San Pellegrino is like the, an actual place in Italy, right? I don't know. Um, it could, it, I think it is, but it also could be a company based in America. I have no idea. Like, All I know is just, it's bro science, dude. Most people, no. most people, <laughs> most people would recognize the the water company San Pellegrino. But no, they're actually one of the cleaner. They're actually one of the cleaner companies in general for just water. Like they're they're uh, the mineral content. What is it about? What is it about them again? Because I I don't remember specifically why I got onto drinking their water once or twice a week back in like two years ago. Someone was telling me about it and then I heard it on multiple podcasts by so, doctors and stuff. So, and plus I think it tastes good, but yeah, I can't so, remember the specific detail though. Gosh, I had a thing saved. So they, they, they harvest the water from a specific area in Italy and it, it runs, the water runs through limestone, like filters super high in, in natural mineral trace content. That's what it was. Yeah. Something like that. Like a little bit. Yeah. We can, but, um, but it's also got naturally occurring trace <clears throat> levels of sodium bicarbonate in it, which is really good for the body in small amounts. It's actually can help la uh, buffer lactic acid and, uh, it's just great for your body. So, um, so liquid, I do a little bit of, yeah, that's good. I do some Pellegrino. I like Pellegrino. I like, uh, I just kind of make my own electrolyte drink with the Redmond's real salt and a little bit of lemon juice. Um, those are, those are the, I think, well, yeah, I've got, I've got more. I can keep going. What if, you want to, you want to touch? <laughs> so you, you, I, I know you could probably, and I, I'm the same I'll probably get a little more. Sub, supplementation wise too. You want to, after you, if you, you can keep, dude, keep it going, dude. Talk right. Cause this is good. It's it's one thing if people hear that we're always evolving oh, and man, changing yeah. and improving our nutrition and sleep and recovery and lifestyle, mental, emotional health, but the specifics are what are the game changers. So continue, add on. And then before you stop, um, also you mentioned the vital proteins. 
collagen powder, but yeah. there's anything supplement-wise that you've included or excluded from your regime. Yeah. Continue, um, and then I'll, I'll balance in after you're done. Supplements, since we live in the Midwest, um, I bounce back and forth with supplements. I just reordered uh, a new tub of essential aminos. Oh, I nice, love dude. that. That's just such a freaking – it just it makes a big difference. Mixing that Every with, day. Mixing that with creatine, drinking that during your workout or after – pre-post during your training sessions. Great. So I reordered that, but the most important supplements to take are magnesium, which we've talked about. We talked about a couple episodes ago, how important that is. And then I started taking D3, which is 5,000 a day, 5,000 IU because we live in the Midwest. Typically in about late October is when you're going to see a huge decline in the UVB, UVA rays. So you're not going to be producing as much D3. <laughs> it's, um, it's literally like night and day decline. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It's crazy. Like if you really pay attention, like the sun, it's just, it's just not as high in the sky. And that's not to say, you know, if you have a 60 degree day or 50 degree day and it's sunny out that you can't go outside and get some benefits from getting that light on your skin. You can definitely do that. I talked about that on one of my recent IG stories. You definitely get a lot of benefits yeah. from getting into the light. I wouldn't, as as, I wouldn't only bank on the vitamin D supplement, but there's multiple months where for you and I here in Kansas city where we have to rely on that. To yeah. get our vitamin D because of the winter months. Right. So that's, dude, that's awesome. Still, that magnesium, you're like your two go-tos right now. Those are my two. When it comes to like pill supplements. Pill, pill supplements. Yeah, gotcha. But that's important. Uh, you know, we've talked about supplements in the past as far as, I think there's a lot of things I, could, I guess could technically be considered supplements, but one of the biggest things that I included more readily is a lot more liver and like organs. I start. I started eating a lot more of those, and I've started. I've been feeling really great, especially with the liver. I do liver like at least three days a week. Was it the just, what? What was it in there that was it the iron content? Tons of things. But so there's, there's something like, in there that is only. It's very hard to absorb in other things besides that. Heme, like heme iron is huge. Heme iron. So okay. heme, heme iron is found pretty readily in like organ meats in general. I mean, it, it's found in to a lesser degree, slightly lesser degree in like muscle meats and stuff like that. But organs have a ton of heme iron, which is amongst other things. Amongst yeah. other things. Yeah. Very, yeah. Another thing, uh, lots of other nutrients that organs have retinol, vitamin A, the most bioavailable form of vitamin A, because typically from other, a lot of other foods, you get beta carotene, which is a precursor to vitamin A, but it's, it's, it can be converted to vitamin A. The body can do that, but it's a lot more of an arduous process far less efficient than getting it just from a bioavailable source. I'm willing to bet if most people do a micronutrient test, they're going to be low in the vitamin, the, the vitamin A content. Vitamin D, another thing, liver does have some vitamin D. It has um, a lot of zinc. Big topic right now with the COVID-19 stuff. People are deficient in zinc, zinc and vitamin D. Vitamin D. People seem to be pushing that a lot, which I don't yeah. disagree with at all. Yeah, there's there's a lot of other things found in organ meats in general. Like there's things we don't even know. Like a lot of there's a lot of peptides, like BPC one fifty seven. A lot of positive benefits to this stuff. I mean, there's there's lots of other organs too. I think we I like the there's a company called Force, Force of Nature. Force of Nature. So I was just about to say, people think it sounds disgusting and it's going to taste terrible. The best tasting organ meat product out there is Force of Nature. It's a completely com combination of three different. So it's yeah. it's the it's the it's got regular. So like if they they make that company makes uh, ground bison and ground grass fed beef. Yep, they both come from regenerative agriculture sources, and they've got a mix of just regular. You know, so if you do the bison, it's just regular bison. It's got heart and then liver and liver, well. and you would never know. I mean, it's. It's definitely put, a, put little a little red meat. For me, I don't. I think it tastes amazing. I think it tastes better than just basic. <laughs> yeah, I think it tastes amazing, dude. With with just season it with salt and stuff, and I'll throw a little bit of oh, Sir Kensington's ketchup on there, or dude. Uh, a little bit of mustard on there too. And it's just yeah, like, I did. I had that with uh, rice and some uh, vegetables one night. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, it's good. Yeah. Good for me, that's there. the easiest and most tasty way to get organ meat into my diet. I don't eat organ meat nearly as much as you or every yeah. day, but Force of Nature, that brand out there, check it out because that's you'll groceries. be. It's definitely natural grocers. I'm not sure where else they have it, but uh, you guys will be pleasantly surprised. I saw me. Whole Foods, so mm -hmm. I went across through the Whole Foods the other day, and they've got it's really expensive, but they've got bison steaks. <laughs> 
That's just that's first of all, it sounds expensive. <laughs> it's like twenty bucks a steak. But on the topic of of animals, uh, one of the, one of our buddies from the gym, Miles, he's gonna have me over Saturday. He bow hunts. Interesting. He actually showed me his bow the other day, but he bow hunts. He got a deer, so we're gonna need some deer meat on Saturday. Interesting. I've had deer. Cool. I'm excited. I'm like, oh yes. <laughs> Damn, dude. But anyways, um, those are some big ones as far as nutrition goes. But um, that's awesome. Yeah, and I think. Trying to I'm not going to obviously pressure you making anything, but maybe in a month when we do our one year anniversary episode, maybe you'll have another additional uh, journaling. Maybe that might there be another go. thing you, improve, yeah, you might, dude. you might be able to say proudly. Yes. I, I do that. Like, I mean, it's obviously not like a requirement to live a healthy life, but I think it's important. Personally, I've benefited from it greatly and the most successful people I know journal. So yes, I think that speaks volumes. Yeah. Uh, one more thing on the nutrition go, go, thing. Go for it. Um, trying to include like, cause we're doing a lot of, so this kind of ties into training wise. We're doing a lot of bodybuilding. We're kind of mixing powerlifting, bodybuilding. We're doing hat squat program right now. Um, trying to make sure I'm getting a lot of carbs in. So like good yeah. quality carbs in around my workout. The amount of carbs I'm eating is stupid. So <laughs> I'm trying to get quality carbs from quality sources. So like, good potatoes right now i'm digging red potatoes um i got i get this organic white basmati rice from california it's i think it's lundberg uh, is the brand um, and then, i don't eat that brand but sounds it, good yeah and then i'm also doing uh ys eco beef farms raw honey as well dude yeah and some fruit but I'm i have the same exact raw honey on a daily basis just a little spoonful um and with my i used to only do potatoes and rice mm -hmm. and I mix up my potatoes. I do sweet potatoes, purple potatoes, red potatoes like you. Yeah. Um, every once in a while when I, with like it, when I do, do when, I, when I had like force of nature one time, I had Yukon gold potatoes on the oh, side yeah. and kind of made my own fork mashed potatoes Dude. with a fork and some, yeah, it was just and delicious, but there's other sources of carbs I think are extremely beneficial. Um, like, quinoa and amaranth and these other interesting yeah. types of carb sources which i think are even more of a kind of super foodie for anyone out there who's nerdy yeah and, you know just there's more that they're more than just like carbs for me i see white rice and I'm, i just think of it as like a carb not necessarily like super nutrient dense but it's right. also not bad for you yeah but for me i've diversified my carbs by a lot and it's all still healthy carbs it's not like i'm yeah. eating twinkies but quinoa is interesting because i love quinoa. so i get I, I don't know if this is a myth but i i've heard that the mayans used to use quinoa during long hunts to keep them you know between yeah so before, i don't know i'm doesn't wouldn't surprise me i've heard this I've read, i mean i've read this in multiple from multiple sources they would use quinoa to help them get that energy source during hunts because you know obviously you can take a while to hunt an animal you might have a failed hunt you need some sort of energy source to hold you over well, the best thing about it too is it's it's high in protein, not just carbs. Like rice doesn't compete with quinoa, right? But quinoa is harder to takes longer to cook. It's a little bit more expensive. So I don't do that every day. Yeah, but uh, yeah, dude. So um, I used to have kudos. This, when I worked at Woodside. I used to get this. Uh, they had a great cook. They had I, get, I would have this like wild salmon dish that would have a wild salmon quinoa and some some vegetable. I can't remember that shit. So yeah, a green maybe. I don't know something. Broccoli yeah. Rob. <laughs> yeah, for for uh, just to go down the line of the general categories to kind of do what Taylor just did. Liquid wise, uh, only water is pretty much what I'm drinking. Mm -hmm. um, with the water, I do a liquid IV every once in a while, but then I always do my morning cocktail is either a liquid IV with with water or Redmond sea salt uh lemon juice and sometimes even lemon peel with my cold water um i do raw honey every day now not like the raw honey that is in a bottle that you can like squirt like ketchup how, do, how would you describe the kind that we, we should talk, we talk a little bit about honey because there's actually how would you describe it so it, it, it looks like butter it gets consistency of butter but it yeah, melts really it's a little easy. bit thicker it's thicker you can't just squirt out of a bottle um it looks congealed yeah, it's almost a beige there's color. a word for you dude yeah but yeah beige and, and so i'll do that daily um but yeah let's let's pause that for a second 
Let's, let's touch on that. Yeah. So honey, honey is an interesting food. It's like, Dude. it's kind of like, I hate the word superfood, but it's kind of like the OG superfood because it's really been around forever. Forever. There's, there's evidence of human beings. Dude, and especially in Indian cultures and some of those other cultures. Oh, yeah. The, uh, there's a tribe in Africa called the Hadza and they're, they're largely like an animal based tribe. They eat, they eat animals. They also hunter gather. They do gather vegetation and tubers and stuff like that. And they eat honey as well. They eat quite a bit of honey when they can get it. And it's so it's such a nutrient dense food. It's got tons of enzymes and uh, trace amino's. Oh. Very clean source of carbohydrates, 100%. vitamins, all kinds of different things found in honey. There's actually been a whole bunch of studies published in the past decade. So a lot of people think that like honey, since it's like a high sugar content, it actually causes like dental cavities. I can, I think that's what's kind of the consensus. And if you're getting raw, purely raw, unprocessed, unfiltered honey, there's actually been several studies that have come out recently that have shown that that particular honey, like YSE could be farms, is actually really good for your dental health. It actually prevent cavities, which is crazy. Not only that, and it's not the neg it's not the detrimental sh sugar content. Yeah. It's not the sugar, the right. white table sugar. Oh no, or, no. Or, you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. So. And it's not that super highly processed, you know hive or whatever whatever store brand you, yeah. the cooper's honey with in the, the bear exactly you know like that's, that's like super high processed junk i also when i consume it i consume it like the last i always eat something small within an hour of my workout and it's always raw has raw honey so it's like raw honey with a little spoonful of peanut butter or something um but pre-workout i'll consume a little raw honey and for whatever rhyme or reason it works great for me Super good for it. Um, that it, so raw honey and turmeric and warm water. Oh, when I'm if yeah. I ever like like when I'm in the, every time I'm in the hospital, I always sneak in. They always check my bag for like drugs. if I bring any drugs or drugs. weapons, and they always give me a funny look. Like what's this like gold orange substance? And it's it's just a little shaker bottle. Uh, it's a container of turmeric or nice. turmeric, however you want to say it. Yeah. Every day I'm in the hospital, which I was in the hospital 33 out of 47 days, kind of between our last episode, just for stupid com complications from surgeries. But every day, warm water, not like boiling or anything, just like lukewarm, not cold, but lukewarm or warm water with raw honey and turmeric. Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah, Game changer. Yeah. The anti-inflammatory and all these other immune-boosting properties is insane. And it's been proven – for centuries with human beings and so anything else you want to touch on honey but so, that's oh, my that's things. my real world example there's a couple of things i throw in but back go, in the go, go for it back in the day i uh i think back in high school i actually found out about yc could be farms that company yep. yc could be farms back same, in like same that i used and i used to do green tea I used to make green tea mm -hmm. and then put a little bit of honey in there and then put a cinnamon stick in there like an actual cinnamon oh, stick. oh yeah not just the powder yeah, yeah, just yeah. A cinnamon stick oh it's so good <laughs> but dude okay so my girlfriend told me this. So if you go, so if you go to Starbucks and you're getting a matcha latte from Starbucks, yeah, first of all, no sugar. Second of all, bring your own fucking honey because apparently they use honey syrup. <laughs> she was like, "Sounds." Can I get a matcha latte not with surprising. honey? And they're like, "Honey syrup?" Question mark is like, hmm. Yeah. Shocker. Fuck there. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, doesn't surprise me. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah, as as we alluded to, uh, raw honey, and don't you don't have to use the brand that we're using. Can you say the brand one more time? Because I yeah, forget yeah, it. Yeah. What is the brand? Yeah, I, I recommend YS Eco Bee Farms. You can find them on Whole Foods or okay. uh, Sprouts. I recommend. Sprouts. But don't be fooled because there's plenty of honey products that say raw honey, mm. but it's the liquid kind, and it's not. It's more. It has other fillers and additives, and it still says raw honey. Yeah, I think. Uh, so I, I think the only raw honey I trust is the one that's like yeah. a solid, like kind of a congealed form. That's the only kind I consume. I think Manuka honey has a lot of really great publicists behind it. <laughs> I think it's a little pushers, bit. Uh, pushers of maybe not the truth because yeah, they put money bit. behind it. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. That but, never happens with anything, dude. What are you talking about? 60 bucks, 60 bucks for a little time. Money never talks, dude. Fuck out of here. So yeah, why does Eco Bee Farms? They're great. Um, they're ethically sourced as well and so, and I, a little goes a long way it's not like i'm doing spoonfuls every day so that with the turmeric with the only water man i don't drink 
almond milk, soy milk, regular milk. I mean, maybe I could do some gill milk in there, but I don't drink any dairy. I don't drink. Oh, oh, the only thing I do drink besides water is my all natural uh, cranberry juice. I do two shots a day for iodine. So I literally get a shot glass and I do one shot in the morning, one shot at night. And you can get unprocessed, like just like pure cranberry juice at any grocery store, even like a local grocery store, whatever state you're, you live in or city you live in. But I'll do a shot in the morning and a shot at night. And that's it. And honestly, that's probably as much as I could take because the pure it's cranberry hard. juice is yeah. makes you pucker more than the, than the starburst, dude. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's, but it's also I, I also love it. And it's beneficial for uh, like my kidney and urinary problems that I was born with and I've had all these surgeries for, like UTIs and infections. Cranberry juice is one of the most beneficial things for that, which is weird it to is, think yeah. about. I'm not sure how it connects. I don't know the science behind it. But for, for urology health, game changer as well. Yeah, so that and water. I learned that from Stan Everding. Stan Everding yeah. Medical Diet. Yeah. And, and I learned it from my urologist at KU Med, who's like so, nationally recognized. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, and then food-wise, twice a week I'm doing some sort of organ meat. And then I'm just varying my carbs more. And then the main thing is supplement-wise, now that we're transitioning into the wintertime, mm-hmm. Um I take my seed probiotic seed spelled like a seed S E E D is an amazing company. The highest quality probiotic I've ever taken or seen. Um, I even ran it by some of my doctors and then a couple of my holistic practitioners I've worked with over the last three years are kind of overcoming my chronic kidney disease issues mm-hmm. and they were even blown away by it. Um, so I take that daily one because I, you know, your guts gut health is one of the arguably one of the most important things you can keep track of. Um, but also I was on antibiotics every day for 27 months straight mm-hmm. and antibiotics kill everything yeah. good and bad gut bacteria. So yeah. I feel like maybe I don't need to take it every day anymore, but the probiotic I take every day. And now the new one on top of uh, magnesium, just good diet and nutrition and liquids is the vitamin D3, which important. is the, yeah. which is the one I, cause I, I was just telling a tailor, before we started this episode, I've never supplemented with vitamin D. Part of it probably because I didn't know. And also I lived in San Diego for almost seven years and it's right. sunny all year long there. But even at my worst health issues, when I was under neon fluorescent, not neon, but for just fake lights, fluorescent yeah. lights in the hospital, you know, for over 300 days a year for two years straight. So over 600 days for in a two year period, I was indoors in a hospital. <laughs> so obviously my natural vitamin D was a joke i never supplemented and i I just never crossed my mind and and so this 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 is the new thing that i've included um i'm taking four thousand ius right now taylor has convinced me to start taking five which i agree um do you want to touch on vitamin d3 i mean i if you if i feel like you forgot anything i'll jump in but just go through why because everyone i think knows like everyone knows you should eat fruits and vegetables but they don't know why necessarily Vitamin D3, talk, yeah. or just vitamin D in general, talk about it. Yeah, so most of the Western world is deficient in vitamin D. And a lot of the stuff you don't And that's a fact. Yeah, it's yeah. a complete fact. Um, so uh, with a lot of this stuff, with magnesium, with vitamin D, with all these different nutrients, you might not even notice effects necessarily. You know, if you're in a chronic, if you're in a chronic state of whatever deficiency you have i mean you might not even know that you have it so in the moment D, especially in the moment long term it will reap its long term ugly head but exactly exactly right now like you and i were talking about this just really quick to butt in doing a micronutrient test i guarantee there's something on there that i'm low in and i don't even notice physical symptoms or side effects of it but over 10 or 20 years of being deficient in a certain micronutrient will take its toll eventually Absolutely. so anyways yeah. go ahead so vitamin D turns on over a thousand different gene processes within the body. And it is extremely important for immunity. Uh, early on, you heard a lot about vitamin D for skin health, but it's very important for a lot of hormetic processes. Um, a lot of, excuse me, a lot of hormone producing processes, testosterone um, for males. It's really important for all sorts of different effects. It's your endocrine system's best friend. Yes. Mood. 
uh, recovery from exercise, energy levels, all kinds of different things. Vitamin D is responsible for so many different processes of the body that we're still learning about. And it's, you get it primarily from sunlight. That's the optimal source. That's where you want to get it. You want to get it from the sunlight, typically. If you, knew, if you live in a northern latitude like we do, you know, we get about five or six months of pretty quality sunlight. And then typically in about late October, October 20-something, <clears throat> you start to get a huge decline in that UVB, UVA. And the sun's not as high in the sky. Therefore, you're not going to be producing very much vitamin D3 in your melanin. So uh, you want to get it from the sun. You can't. So, you know, that's when you want, might want to consider a supplement. It's also really good to get a blood panel done to see where you are in exactly. vitamin D. And I think, I mean, I think vitamin D is one of the supplements that you want to find a quality brand, of course, like Thorne or Nordic Naturals or something like well, that. Well, just like the honey we're talking about, there's so many different brands out there and some of them are just shit. Just like with su other supplements, that's honey, not a supplement, but with supplements as well. Like, you know, there's very knockoff cheap vitamin D products out there that you can get at any, right. any store. And just be, careful, just be careful. I, I typically do a soft gel. That's, I, that's what I have. Yeah, soft, soft gel. Um, so yeah, vitamin D, super you, important. I mean, it's can, extremely important. It's basically a steroid hormone. Like it's considered a vitamin, but it's really, it really is a hormone. Exactly. And, and everything we talk about on any episode, it's like great to hear. And, you know, initially it might be like, oh, that sounds great. But yeah, what? I, you, you don't know unless you try like the benefit. Like, here's one example, just mood wise, vitamin D, especially mm -hmm. with the when in the winter months, like that's just, that's all that needs to be said for probably half the population that has mood issues during the winter months. Vitamin D can help with that intensely. And the meta, the getting your blood panel done. Um, there's easy ways to do it. One is if you have a general practitioner, just go to them right. and they can do it for you. Um, you know, if you have a GA or a general physician or whatever, um, also, there's places like Restore, uh, Restore Hyper Wellness, which we'll talk about. Yeah. We'll talk about for sure more, but um, explain just in a nutshell what Restore is. And yeah, then, Restore is one of these really cool little clinics that you can get all kinds of different things done. Like I do the photobiomodulation therapy there, the red light therapy, which I'll talk a little bit about in a second. But you can get micronutrient testing done there. You can get IVs. Uh, you can get vitamin IV injections. You can do infrared sauna with chromatography, which is also great. Yep. The chromatography light's also great for, you know, your winter uh, mood levels, light. Uh, we talked briefly earlier about how just exposing your body to light. You know, I'm one of those weirdos in the winter that if it's like 40 degrees out and it's sunny, I'll probably go outside without my shirt on for a little bit just to get the light exposure to my skin. I'm all about it. Yeah, exactly. Probably not going to be producing vitamin D, but still important. It's really important for your retina as well. It's really important for your eyes. I was just about to say that. Regulating your circadian <clears throat> rhythm is really, it's really important. You need this stuff. You need this stuff for the way that you generally feel, the way your body operates on a cellular level, the way that you feel recovered from training, uh, all, you know. Well, and you know how we talked about, there's something about writing that just humans intrinsically, just it's just a beneficial thing to human beings just to put a pen to paper you know, now more than ever, it's all this technology, but writing is still to its core so beneficial. Uh, I don't care if there's proper UV radiation or not, but just natural light is so good for human beings to see, to feel, to experience, to witness. Totally. Um, same, same. Not only for mood, but on a cellular level, which is deeper than just mood. Definitely. Human be we're, we're meant to experience, if that's the right word, the sun. I mean, yeah. it's regardless of if it's two degrees or 100 degrees out. Right. We also meant, I mean, you're also meant to be outside on the grass barefoot. I mean, a lot of people think earthing and grounding, earthing and grounding is a real thing, man. You know, you like back in the day, you know, you, I would have thought earthing and grounding was like super woo woo and weird, but man, it is not. It, it does. It is, when I first heard about it, my, the first thing that popped in my head was, ah, oh, it's super hippie ish, but the actual science behind it and the, the benefits of it and like foot reflexology stuff, it's just, it's mind blowing. So yeah, um, that and sun, just these nature in general, so good for humans, man. Oh, it's, yeah. it's hard to even put into words. Yeah. We're and not, just like vitamin D it's so hard to, it's, we can talk about it all we want, but until you, yeah. until you like, if I'm curious, um, to get, you know, I don't remember a time in my life where my vitamin D levels were super, when my vitamin D was super low, 
and then and then kind of jotting down or taking the minutes know how I felt. And then when they were at the proper level, how I felt. But the difference is night and day, um, especially if someone out there is super deficient in it and they get their levels up. I guarantee just the mood, the emotional and the cellular level is it's got to be ridiculous. So it is it's very know, important. Like, like one of my favorite philosophers said, don't talk about what a good man is, just be one. So we can yeah. sit here and talk all day. We can put out 100 hours of content yeah. in a month. But unless you try and do these things, you're not going to really take our word. You know, it's not believable unless you experience it yourself. Yeah. For some things, that's just the case. Right. Um, so, for example, the earthing grounding, like you, earthing Taylor. Is- I was like, wow, that sounds super long-haired, dreadlock, hippie <laughs> But then I, you know, in the morning, bare feet and grass or just anytime I can have bare feet in general, not wear shoes, game changer. Yeah. Feeling and stuff you can't notice as well. Right. Just like vitamin D. You're not going to take a vitamin D supplement and all of a sudden feel like Superman. Right. It'll take a little while. It would take a while. Your your blood levels back up. But there's things that you just can't feel as well that are also working. So. Right. Like we talk about, I mean, there's so many different ways to optimize your health, right? There's so many different ways. One of the things that, that bothers me a little bit is when people think that, I mean, I for me, I think exercise is, is one of the kings, right? It's definitely up there. If you're not exercising, you're not moving your body, man, it's one thing if you absolutely have a disability, you can't. But most people, you need to be exercising. You know, that's that's the king of optimizing your health for sure. Even there's a guy in a wheelchair today I saw exercising. You can even exercise in a wheelchair. You can exercise regardless unless you're 100% paralyzed. You can right. do some form of exercise. But there, there are just so many different ways to optimize your body even beyond that. So many different things that play into health. Well, you know me. I, my foundation, and without a doubt, 100%, it's you have to get your mind <laughs> Because it's with you 24-7, 365. The amount of people who look like Greek gods that I know Mm. personally, but are mental and emotional wrecks, it's kind of sad. Right. Um, You know, you said king. You said the word king a couple minutes, Mm -hmm. a couple seconds ago. Uh, You know, you're not really a king unless you can rule yourself. And it starts with your brain and your mind and your mental and emotional state. And then... Once that foundation is bulletproof, then go to the gym, then spend time on nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor and I were talking to one of our friends after an ice bath session last week. And we we're talking about how sometimes, like for me personally, when I was younger, I overemphasized stressing about like what I ate and drank and nutrition and fitness and working out and whatever. To the point where it became like a double-edged sword. It became a negative, like a over, you know, if I had something that wasn't healthy or did something that wasn't healthy, panic mode set in. It's like, well, that's not good for you either. Right. Um, but mental and emotionally is the foundation for me. And then Absolutely. fitness, nutrition, you can argue either way. I don't know. You gotta get in touch with the planet too, you know. You gotta freaking nature walk on the earth nature foot. Nature walks. <laughs> yeah. You gotta walk in the earth barefoot and get out in the light. Which I guess I can tie into what I'll talk about briefly with the, let's transition into that. Let's let's talk about a little biohacking nerdy shit that I I love and Taylor this so cool. Taylor arguably loves more than me. So this is, this is why look, look a lot of people think like the new iPhone's cool. Like I, I could give a flying fuck about the new iPhone. Give a fuck, dude. But technology is so fucking awesome in so many ways. So like we I mean Oh, there's two so, sides of every story. Let me, let me yeah. give you an example. So obviously we're building, you know, SpaceX is building rockets right now that can do all kinds of crazy shit. But what we also have are these cool companies like Juve that have these what are called photobiomodulation panels that basically harness specific wavelengths. I think it's about 600 nanometer wavelengths of red light. So the sun, the sun produces this whole broad spectrum of light, right? It produces UVA, UVB, mm-hmm. uh, red light. You get all these different spectrums of light, right? And there's so many different, so you can get, you get red light from the sun. Um, but these companies like Juve have figured out a way to harness all the benefits from red light. And they put it into this modular panel. Whose phone is that? Not mine. I apologize for, uh, t- Sorry. for, for Taylor's Bush League. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jesus Christ. 
I'm famous tonight. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> God damn it. No, I'm kidding. All right. Anyways, I could care less. So if your phone, <laughs> here's a good example. If Taylor's phone rang and he interrupted, like if there's a guest here, me getting upset won't change anything. No. So there's just a quick little example okay. of a thing. But go ahead. Go ahead. Anyways, photobiomodulation therapy. So. Oh, and Juve. Let's spell it for them real quick so they can look it up on yeah, their Yeah, look them up. They're J-O-O-V-V. V-V. Okay. Yeah. J-O-O-V-V. Yeah. And continue. So, yeah. So, they've harnessed these, this red light, these red light wavelengths into this panel. And the benefits of the red light wavelength is uh, there's so, so many benefits. I think there's over 600 studies that have been done. Red light therapy now, especially with companies like Juve, it's being used by all kinds of different sports teams and thousands of clinics around the world. Uh, there's a ton of PubMed studies. If you're super nerdy and you want to read about the actual <laughs> interventional studies of red light therapy, there's a ton of PubMed studies that have been done. But so many benefits to this specific spectrum of light with testosterone production, uh, collagen production, mood health. Uh, vasodilation and eye health. Yeah. So I basically like today I went to restore hyper wellness and I stood and kind of sandwiched myself in between these two massive juve panels and you stand naked in front of them. It's crazy. Shocker guys. I'm naked. My balls are out <laughs> in front of these, <laughs> these juve panels. And it's incredible. How, it's warming too. It's really warming to the skin. You can look at it. You can look at the light. It's actually very good for your eyes, for your retina. Taylor, you should post that picture to our, to the podcast Instagram. Okay, yeah. So for people I to get a visual of it, earlier on continue on Instagram. Oh yeah, I'll post it to the uh, Trials Podcast. As Perfect. Well. Continue. But yeah, uh, so many different benefits of red light therapy, and a lot of people are using it, and it's pretty cool that we have a place that we can go and use it. Let's but, put it this way: anyone who knows, anyone who's an expert on uh, recovery and just biohacking and optimization of health uses red light therapy at almost every performance institute I've ever been in performance institute. I said that quick mm. I've ever been in or seen uh, tours of via YouTube or online have these juve panels there. So this is not this at first might sound kind of like a hippie thing to kind of do a tie back to what we talked about, about earthing and grounding. Um, but like Taylor said, you, you can take a word for it or you can do your own little research into it, but it's ridiculous. And I'm jealous. He already did it before me. <laughs> Dude, yeah. It's really easy to book. I know. I'm, no, I'm just I, get in there and do it. So it feels so good. Honestly, I did that. And then I went directly and did a 20 minute sauna session. And I, and I feel freaking awesome. You know, it's crazy. And I, I, I mentioned this and I'm curious what your thoughts are before we start recording this episode is now that I'm taking a recovery, um, I'm, prioritizing recovery for the first time this pat for probably the past year. Whereas before I would just train and not do anything on my for recovery. And therefore I had these just terrible preventable injuries, most of them, but the satisfaction at the end of like a, a hard recovery day working and putting time into my recovery is almost as satisfactory. And like, I feel like that sense of accomplishment yes. as much as a good training day. Do you get that same kind of vibe? Because like the days that I'm, that I'm not in the gym, which is like one or two days a week at the most, and one, one, usually one day a week, I'm doing my active recovery, foam rolling, mobility, sauna, stuff like the juve panel. That is almost the same kind of runner's high feeling and just sense of accomplishment physically and mentally as the days I train. I don't right. know. That, I, that's I just me. Yeah, no, I, do you feel I the same feel way? The same way. I, I focus a lot which more. Which is wild to think about. I focus a lot more on my recovery from training now. Because I mean, you're, if you're crushing yourself in training, you want to recover and build yourself back up better. That's the point of training. And right? you're also going to train more. So if you're crushing yourself every single day, day in and day out, you're going to run into a lot of problems long-term, whether it be injuries, endocrine issues, sleep issues, all sorts. Of, there's tons of issues you can run into, right? Uh -huh. So you want to optimize your recovery the best possible. The recovery is like the king, right? Especially with sports too. I think burnout is the worst thing that could happen for anyone who's physical. Right. And recovery is the best way to prevent getting burnt out. Yeah. If you're, I mean, if you're training hard and you notice like, fuck, I don't feel like training today. <laughs> uh, your CNS might be completely taxed, man. And I, you know, there's plenty of days where that happens, but there's levels to it. Right. Like when, when you are dragging and it's, 
it's tough to even walk into the gym more than one day in a row, then that's a sign. Right. You know, something um, else could be going on. But and, and just to summarize this the best way I can, and Taylor, I'm curious your thoughts. You know, we're just we've been talking about kind of prior, prioritizing ways to optimize your health. For me, I look at it like on a timeline. What do you spend most of your day doing? First of all, you're with your brain and your mind 24-7. It never leaves you. Your mind knows everything about you. Mm. It will fuck with you if you don't learn how to control it. Yeah. And then probably this thing that you're doing the second, not probably, the thing you're doing the second most is spending time outside the gym. Mm -hmm. Most people are only in the gym, hour, hour let's say half. one at the most. Let's just say if you're in, having an insane training day, you're professional athlete, maybe six days in a gym. Yeah. Six hours, excuse me, in a gym. So one to six hours, even if you're six hours and you're going to the extreme, that's still, so 24 minus six is 18. Mm -hmm. So you still have 18 hours a day that you're not in the gym. So for me, prioritizing how to optimize your health starts with the mind because you're with it 24 seven. And then recovery, which is sleep and nutrition is probably second most important. Yeah. And then the gym, because you can't, I mean, does that make sense? Of, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's For me, that's how I always look at prioritizing, optimizing my health is, all right, if my mind's not right, then everything is fucked. Mm -hmm. If my nutrition and recovery and how my body feels isn't right, then the training's fucked. Totally. Part of my language. <laughs> and then I focus on the training. The training for a lot of people is probably the most fun and the easiest to improve at, in my opinion, for me at least. But uh, it's the thing you spend the least time doing out of all your optimizing health, you know, activities. Right. Thoughts. Yeah. Roasted if you want, but that's my no, opinion. I agree. I think you should kill it in the gym. You know, like, I think we all have an issue with our phones. Like, put the phone down, fucking yeah. train hard, get your workout in, whatever you're doing, whether you're bodybuilding or CrossFit or whatever, and then recover. You know, focus on your recovery. Focus on what you got. Focus on your mindset. Focus on all that stuff, you know. Yeah, I think recovery, totally. I think it's up to interpretation, Taylor. I don't know what you think, like where you would categorize things and importance of recovery. But recovery, I think nutrition and sleep are the top two most important recovery tactics. Those are big. We should talk about sleep a little I'm bit. I'm not sure which – I don't think it's health, It's good to, to, prior, to say one's more important than the other because I think, I think they're, they're both important. important. And other things like are really important too. But – if you're not sleeping, you're not. Eventually, you'll die if you don't sleep. Yeah, <laughs> like if you yeah. literally don't sleep, eventually oh, you'll yeah. die. And if you don't eat, you'll eventually die. Mm -hmm. So those are the two. Though, in hydration, this goes along with nutrition. But I think those are the two most important when it comes to the category of recovery. Do you agree? And if so, you want to dive into one as as we finish up here. Yeah. So let's dive into sleep a little bit because sleep is so crucial and we're, we're learning we're constantly learning yeah we're constantly learning about sleep I and mean, sleep is just so it's so crazy you close your eyes and you literally like it's almost like you go to a different dimension but. You, you pretty much are i and i want at the end of this you to say how many hours on average you sleep than me because i guarantee we're different we're different and that sure. just proves the point that there's no like cookie cutter i feel like yeah not i feel like i know there's no specific cookie cutter most humans function best on a specific time but there's not if you don't get eight hours, it's not like you're not going to be able to function at a high level. So right. at the end, we'll kind of say our routines, but go ahead. Some folks do actually have a genetic variant. It's very, it's a very small percentage very of the population. Small percentage. You're exactly right, though. Uh, there's a guy, Dr. Matthew Walker. He's like the fucking pinnacle of sleep experts, and he's talked about this stuff. He's talked about, you know, what affects your sleep, you know, drinking alcohol and smoking weed and stuff like that, how that affects your sleep. Uh, but he's talked about all kinds of different different things in, in that sort of realm. But I mean, sleep, sleep is incredibly important. And we know that's so like, when you're awake, you're accumulating plaques in your brain, you're accumulating different, different types of, mm -hmm. uh, I think they're called like amyloid beta plaques. You actually, when you sleep, the sleep is the body's, so your body goes through so many different cycles when you sleep, you're cleansing your brain, you're cleaning your brain, you're, you're creating, neural connections you're creating new memories you're repairing your body neuromuscularly you're comparing you're repairing your body on a you know skeletally you know you, all sorts of different processes are, ha are happening you know sleep is incredibly important and there's lots of different ways i probably just butchered that i bet dr matthew walker's like wants to slap me in the face or something right now but no 
Um, <laughs> I think the point came across. Came across. So, the point being, there's so many different processes happening, so many different things happening while you sleep. And there's different ways you can optimize your sleep as well. But one of the things I actually I'll touch on that I've actually been doing the past two months now uh, is I've been using the mouth tape that I learned from James Nestor. Nasal breathing, dude. Uh, for the nasal breathing. We've talked about nasal breathing in the past, but I've been using uh, Somnifix mouth tape. I look like a fucking weirdo wearing it, but it's got a little hole and it just keeps your mouth shut. Because when your mouth, a lot of people have this issue, and I'm one of them, where at night my mouth will fall open. You'll get dry mouth. It can cause dental issues. Uh, you'll start breathing through your mouth. Uh, I don't have that big of an issue with stuff like uh, sleep apnea. I don't really have sleep apnea per se. But my mouth does come open, cause some issues with your jaw. Um, so I've been using the sleep tape the past couple months, and I've been sleeping like a fucking rock. So... Um, Position, how you sleep too, and I, I just wanted to check my source here, and mm. the position of your sleep. Taylor, you might not have heard about learning this, but your, your head position. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom works at a rehab facility that work, almost every patient there is a stroke patient or a heart patient, but mo mostly brain injuries. And so in the north, so here in America, we're in the Northern Hemisphere, in the United States, and sleeping, so basically your head, which direction it's facing is actually extremely important in regards to, uh, you know, your body's magnetic, magnetic field, your blood pressure, heart problems, plaque buildup in your brain. So sleeping with your head to the north is detrimental. You wanna... I've heard that. I actually, I've seen, I've 100% I've heard that from people and Greenfield talked about mm -hmm. that, but he also said there's not a lot of convincing evidence to suggest I, so I don't know. I'm going to go off of what hospitals are doing. That's is that spy with brain recovery and stroke yeah, patients. So I'm, I'm going to go off of that. Um, I've heard and that. I'm not, it's, I'm going to err on follow because there's no negative to it. My bed, my head position, the way my bed is faces the Southern Northern hemisphere. You want it to be going to the South. If you're the Southern hemisphere in like India, you want it to be going to the North. Um, we'll, we'll come back to this top subject. I think I, I sleep, sleep to the north. I think I sleep with my head to the north. But your sleep position is ex is extremely important in my opinion. I'm and fucked. based on you know, <laughs> <I'm fucked. sorry. laughs> based on recovery, how many hours of sleep do you think you get on average? Um, I, I know it's, for me it's different almost every night, ever so slightly within an hour, give or take. But you know, what about you? What do you think? If I have a soul crushing workout, I don't. I won't even set my alarm. I'll just make sure I get to bed earlier. And I'll get up. I always get up pretty early. I always get up at like. I mean, early. I think some people get up. I mean, a lot of people get up at like. Well, five yeah. What does early like, mean? Just like, oh, I worked so hard today. What does that even mean? I don't so know. So for you, what it? You don't have to say what time you get I up about get the up. day, but like, how many hours do you think you sleep? About eight, at least eight, eight, eight hours and fifteen to eight hours and thirty minutes a night. So you get about eight to eight and a half. You said eight to eight and a half usually. Nice. Uh, Very I nice. usually get over eight. That's my goal is to just to get over eight hours. Very nice. Whether that means getting to bed a little earlier or what. Do you wake up with an alarm most mornings? Sometimes. Or it, depends. Or no? uh, it depends on the week. So, like, if I have a super busy week and I need to get up at a specific time, yeah. Otherwise, I'll just I'll just be disciplined and make sure I get to bed earlier. Another thing that I want to do, we both want to do this. We can't really talk about it much because I haven't had any experience with it, is uh, blue light blocking glasses. That's something I really want to do. Yeah. I've done the mouth tape. I like the mouth tape. It's something I'm going to keep doing probably for – I don't know forever, but uh, blue light blocking glasses from like a company like Blue Blocks or Raw Optics. Uh, hey, you want to sponsor the podcast? Um, yeah, just kidding. But anyways, company from one of those guys. Uh, that would be awesome. Wearing those two or three hours before you fall asleep, I'm really fascinated to see what that does to how I feel in the mornings. We are so exposed. Like I don't think people realize how exposed we are now compared to like. We're really not that much different from our ancestors in terms of, you know, our, our physiology necessarily. Of course, we went through lots of evolution over the years, but, you know, compare us compared to like 10,000 years ago, we really require a lot of the same things. But now we're exposed to constant stress, whereas back then we would have had a big bout of stress and then we would have been fine for a while. You know, obviously... Back then, you had, you had to hunt, you had to find. It was a lot, it was a lot harder to survive, yeah. per se. Yeah. We didn't have all the medical advances we have it now. Yeah. But 
we're constantly exposed to things like blue light after hours. I was just about to, yeah, I say we're looking at screens super late at night, not normal. And when you're looking at blue light super late at night, like from a phone screen or a TV screen or a laptop or even lights in your house, your body it's inhibiting your body's production of melatonin, which is it's an incredible hormone responsible for sleep and has a lot of anabolic processes within the body. So doing this awesome, awesome company that out there like Blue Locks or Raw Optics. Raw Optics, Optics, RA, not without the W. They make these blue light blocking glasses. I actually use the app on the iPhone that uh, I turn on the 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 orange, the dim light. It's just the orange light, night mode. The night mode, it changes the the type of light in your phone. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, dude. There are some cities even that are doing their street lights differently than just normal fluorescent kind of LED or whatever. And they've noticed like even like crime rates have gone down. People staying out after hours have gone down. It's not in America, obviously, because Americans usually aren't ahead of the curve when it comes to health. Yeah. This is in like Norway or something. I can't remember the exact That's city. Very cool. But all their street lights at night are, are are changed now. Very cool. Um so that's yeah, so I, I'm right along with you. I nasal breathe and I sleep. I'm gonna hopefully in the next couple months, maybe I might uh, for Christmas get uh, some you go. raw optics glasses. Maybe maybe Santa Claus might you know come down my chimney and give me a little raw optics glasses. Oh, oh, um, that and then for me, my average. What's nice is I don't wake up to an alarm anymore. Waking up to a loud noise, whether it's a song or an alarm, immediately puts you in that fight or flight anxiety yes. response. Yeah, dude. It's not a very healthy way to just get jolted to sleep. Or jolted awake, um, and but luckily for me, and unluckily, it's kind of like a double. It's kind of like ironic. My flank pain wakes me up in the morning. So my with my kidney problems that I was born with, I produce way more urine at night than a normal person. So I don't sleep past seven and to eight hours in a row, even if I wanted to, because. I'll wake up with flank pain and I had to get up and pee immediately. <laughs> um, so, but I, I, I don't wake up to a loud noise. I just wake up naturally. My eyes open. I'm like, Oh, my kidneys hurt. My bladder's full. Let's go. And I get up with my day, but my average, I, part of it's probably because of like, I was telling you, Taylor, the hospital rhythm of getting woken up every two hours by yeah. the nurses and stuff. Yeah. But I am one of those people who can function on six, five, seven hours. And, and sometimes even less than six, and I feel fine. I think the main thing I attribute it to, besides what we just talked about, the names of breathing and stuff, is that my level of stress and mental fatigue during the day has never been less. Yeah. I needed, like, I, I would get 18 hours of sleep for years, and I'd wake up still feeling drained. Yeah. Because I was just an emotional roller coaster during the day, and that is one of the most drained. And then I would physically put myself through the ringer with sports and training. Um, but my stress, I, I mean, I'm neutral is like just where I'm at. The highs and lows are completely gone. And so I don't feel tired or like I'm fatigued or dragging ass if I got four and a half hours of sleep. Right. Um, yep. You know, I think over time, every day, if you only get three, four, four and a half hours of sleep, that could have some Definitely. negative effects. But Every, every two or three days a week, I'm getting four to five hours of sleep a night and I feel amazing. I'm sleeping my, my sleep. I'm not waking up periodically four or five hours straight. I wake up, I'm going because I, I don't focus on anything that's out of my control. So my stress levels are never been less. Like that's one of the most detrimental things to your health. I mean, it's a scientific fact that stress downregulates your dreams and increases your chances for cancers, diseases, all this stuff. And so that's, in my opinion, why, along with the hospital kind of cycle and then the nasal breathing. But yeah, I don't get as much as you on average per night. Not saying yours or mine version is better, but I think that's just a good example that not everyone needs a specific amount of hours of sleep. It's just let's, let's see how you feel. Yeah. Just like certain workouts and training programs don't feel good to certain people, might cause an injury for certain people. Same with sleep with me. There are certain you certainly need sleep and you need rest. Um, but uh, and I'm and I'm curious, you know, sleep and rest is that the same as like hearing and listening? I don't know. You know, but 
Yeah. I think, uh, and this goes back to the whole mental and emotional side of things. If that's on point, then you don't need to, then you, your sleep is even improved. You know, for years I got sleep. I didn't get rest. My mind was fucking racing all night. And when I was asleep, I had nightmares. I've had a nightmare in ever forever. Now I, I think a lot of that has to do with just my emotional state during the day. It's just flowers and <laughs> peace. Um, because that's just the way I naturally am now. Whereas I felt weird if I was at peace or calm before, like from birth until I was like 23, not being stressed felt fucking strange and feeling uh, recovered and I got a good night's sleep was a rarity. So there's a little picture for you guys to prove that there's not exactly a specific cookie cutter way, but there are, there are standards. Absolutely. You know what I mean? All right, guys, let's wrap this up. Hope Taylor has got something out of this. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like this, this has been like, like yeah. content. I, I'm curious, Taylor, once you do other things that restore it, I'm going to start with the juke panels, mm-hmm. but we'll have to give updates to people on kind of your thoughts. Maybe we could both do a micro micronutrient test and then just spill the beans and give our results and cool. talk about our game plan on how to fix what's kind of deficient. That'd be cool. That'd, That'd be, be a cool really episode. Cool. That'd actually be a really cool episode if we did an episode on that. But yeah. Any last words? Uh, I, man, hopefully uh, folks got something out of this. If you guys like it, head on over to uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Shoot us a review. Shoot us a five-star rating. Yeah, and then check out uh, Yeah, five stars would be great. Not on our backs, but as a rating. Yeah, totally. And uh, <laughs> Uh, reach out for questions, DM us. Seriously, check out Taylor's uh, post on the podcast, on his Instagram, but also on the podcast Instagram. He'll post it there. And and we'll, I'll start posting some st- more stuff too to that as well. Yeah. But once again, our personal Instagrams, we can, we can put in the show notes. So uh, you guys have a lovely day, evening, and we'll see you guys next episode. Absolutely.